critical thinking is the most important skill you can have when you're living in a world that seems to have lost its mind. Everyone out there is trying to tell you what to think. I want to teach you how to think. In every episode, I'm exposing the logical fallacies being used by advertisers, politicians, influencers, news outlets, social media memes, and maybe even your own best friend. Warning, listening to this podcast will cause you to see bad thinking everywhere. Welcome to the Filter Through a Brain Cell podcast. Hey thinkers, what is up? Kathy Gibbons here. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast where you get a little smarter and a little harder to fool each time you listen. So before we dive into today's fallacy, let's do a quick review of a fallacy we discussed earlier this season, the irrelevant thesis fallacy. All right, I want to encourage you to hit pause real quick. See if you can remember what the irrelevant thesis fallacy is. Okay, so the irrelevant thesis fallacy happens when someone gives evidence that does indeed support a claim, it just doesn't support the claim they're trying to make. You could say they kind of missed the boat. So the question to ask yourself if you think you're facing the irrelevant thesis fallacy is this, that may be true, but what does that have to do with the point you're trying to make? All right, if you want to review or learn more about this fallacy, go back and check out episode 146. And by the way, if you're just now finding this podcast, I would like to encourage you to go back and start at episode one of this season. If, you, if you're just jumping in right here, go back to episode one. Start listening through from the beginning. I often refer to previous episodes, so listening in order is going to help it all make sense. Did you know that I have created a resource to help you lead a course on logical fallacies in your homeschool co-op? I have had a lot of requests from parents who want to use this podcast to teach a course on informal logic in their local homeschool co-op. So I created something just for you. It helps focus on the top 30 fallacies that everyone should know, and it includes weekly activities to help the students learn. So you can find out more about this resource at filter it through braincell.com and click on resources. Okay, so today we are on uh, number eight of our mini series on statistical fallacies. So let's dive in. Okay, Thomas, welcome back. We are on number eight of our statistical fallacy mini series. And this one we are covering today is called the self-selection bias. How would you define self-selection bias? This is where you allow individuals to select themselves for sampling, such as you put a word out, say, who would like to take a survey on such and such? You're typically going to get people who feel strongly, who are attracted to those kinds of things, because the people who don't care about those things aren't going to care about giving their opinion about those things. So this is why uh, the, the blind polling and the random polling is considered much more accurate versus uh, what you can end up with if you if you let people or you and they have some sort of incentive for for offering their their opinion. Okay, that's excellent. Can you give me an example? What is it what this might sound like? So if you take a take a poll about whether or not kids like homework or or how beneficial homework is, um, typically you're going to I would say in this case, you're going to get kids who feel really strongly against it. Um, which is probably not, it may not represent what most kids think. Uh, it's the same thing, again, when you um, are, are involved in church and, you know, like, well, let, let's see, let's, um, you know, we, we want to get people's opinion, you know, who'd like to come and give us opinion on the, the church music? Oh, you're going to get some opinions. You're, mm-hmm. you're going to get some people. But you're probably not going to see 
the full picture of what's really in the church. Um, you're really going to see those who are who are passionate versus a true sampling of what you really have. Yeah, it's like these polls where they they'll say this happens a lot in politics, right? We are getting going into an election year, and 100% of people polled think X Y Z. Well, because the people who volunteer to do the poll are the ones, like you said, who feel strongly about it. So it would make sense that it's mm-hmm. 100%, but that doesn't necessarily represent 100% of the population. So right. you know, that's that's great. So what question can we use if we think we might be facing, or if somebody might be committing the uh, self selection bias? It's really, it, you're asking whether or not the results have been skewed because of personal bias. Uh, much in the same way with other fallacies, the fallacy of skewing using terminology to skew an argument just by what you call it. Um, you know, we, we you know, you, you might want to say, you know, we're going into an election year or, you know, we're, we're going into uh, turmoil. That's skewing just with your terminology. So when you're collecting data and you're looking, has this data been skewed by people who are who are extremely passionate, who were allowed to come in, um, or are you actually seeing that random sampling? Are you really getting a true pulse of what's going on versus a small group that has come and become very vocal? Well, awesome. Thank you so much. I just want to uh, give you an opportunity once again to tell folks where they can find you or they can find your ministry. Thank you so much for coming in and being a part of this statistical fallacy mini series for me. Um, So yeah, where can people find you? Absolutely. So yeah, our ministry is Families of Virtue. So familiesofvirtue.com is our website. The classicalvirtueacademy.com is where you can find where we offer online training. We like to mentor. We like to walk people through, uh, whether it's discipleship, whether it's Christian philosophy, apologetics, but particularly the cultivation of virtue, specifically intellectual and moral virtue. And in this coming year, we're going to be offering a course on intellectual virtue. Our Virtue 103 course is coming up later in the spring. Um, So we would love anybody who wants to know how to actually grow and cultivate the mind uh, with the intellectual virtues. We will be walking people through that later this uh, in this upcoming year. That's awesome. Guys, go check them out. There's all the places that you can find this ministry. And thanks again, Thomas. I really appreciate it. All right, guys, that's it for today. Remember, when you learn how to think, you will no longer fall prey to those who are trying to tell you what they want you to think. And it all starts with asking one simple question. Is that really true? I would love to hear from you. Do you have questions about fallacies and cognitive biases? Are you now starting to see and hear them everywhere around you too? Well, send them in. They just might get featured on the podcast. You can email them to me at think at filteritthroughabraincell.com or you can connect with me on Instagram at filteritthroughabraincell. And if you want to be notified about when new episodes come out and all the things that we're doing, go to www.filteritthroughabraincell.com and sign up to receive email updates. I would love it if you would help us on our mission to teach society how to think well. Please subscribe, leave us a review, and share this podcast with people in your life.